It's your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Good, good. That's good. So, the episode we watched today, it's uh, season two, episode 16? 18. 18. Hollywood Babylon. And this was kind of a weird episode because they blurred the lines between like real life and the show a little bit. They did. There are a lot of, uh, I guess to say, inside jokes. Where's your uh, microphone, Muffy? I don't know. <laughs> Where did my Muffy go? As he looks for his microphone, Muffy, that we have no idea where it went. Sometimes these things just grow legs on their own. Oh, sorry. I see. I see it under your desk. They seem to grow legs and walk off all by themselves. That's amazing. You never know around here. There we go. There I don't we know go. how that thing keeps dropping. Well, you do walk around with your microphone sometimes. I'm sure it just fell off yesterday and we didn't notice it when we got done recording. Possibly. Oh, it has been a day of podcasting, though. I've been working a lot on my other podcast, Pen Ultimate Warriors. So if anyone wants to go and listen to more of my ramblings with someone else <laughs> uh, you can go check that out that sounds fun you listen to a couple of episodes what do you think so far well it's interesting they have an interesting concept they've watched the second to last episode of a tv series that is no longer on and kind of form their opinions of the show from there <laughs> yeah we just make wild accusations <laughs> wild guesses wild accusations things like that it's pretty fun all right, well, but back to a couple of widgets. Um, do you want to get into the episode then? Yes, because like you said, it is. Uh, this one really did blur the line between, rea- not I shouldn't say reality, but. Yeah, I mean, and just because a lot of time is used up here and uh, you, with a lot of details, I think this is probably going to be a little bit quicker recap than normal. Uh, it's so a too. dark, stormy night. There's a lady outside looking. She's yelling for Mitch and Ashley. There's some owls hooting. And right away, I, these owls, I'm like, oh, my God. Your typical owl sound effect. <laughs> Someone grabs her from behind. It's some dude named Brody. He's just screaming up and down. They're dead. They're dead. We've all got to go. Brody runs off. The lady turns around, starts screaming. Then she's screaming, like, way too long. It's a comically long, horrible, dumb, bad scream. You realize it's a movie, and you hear the director yell, cut, and, uh, and every, the camera pulls back and it reveals that it was all a set. Yes, it was all a set of some movie that they're producing. I'm glad that I caught on that owl sound effect right away, though, because I was like, that's just too cheesy for Supernatural to put in. Like, I, I heard that, I'm like, that's odd. I did not notice the owl sound effect. I, I wasn't paying attention to that. I guess I was, I was kind of writing notes and paying attention to what the actress was doing on the set. Yeah, and just the moon in the background. It looked like a cheesy movie set it, right it away. It really did. I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> so when, as soon as it was revealed, I was like, yeah, not a shock. It really <laughs> was poorly, not poorly filmed, but like a st- it had this, a different style to it than what Supernatural typically does. Um, so the director pulls her aside, starts giving her some notes on her screen. They, uh, prep to reshoot. Uh, they give 10 to reload and, uh, Graffer, um, 
that's on the set says, hey, you know, I got a weird feeling about this movie. Uh, strange things tend to happen around strange movies. You know, when I when I work on this, I just work and I split, man. I don't stick around. And like all the act, the other actors and actresses are just kind of like, oh, what an old kook. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> seem to want to fall for his shenanigans. You know, back on the set, then the actress is uh, practicing a scene, and she's just like off in the woods, someplace on the set. It's all an interior thing. Um, but just a second, let me turn that dinging. Jesus. Thank you. Um, but, uh, you said she was practicing her lines. Yeah, she's practicing lines. No one's around here. She starts to hear a sound and she gets scared. She goes looking around. This point is a little confused then too, because this set is massive for an indoor set to get, it's the woods and to get lost in it. I was like, well, that's weird. Like, how big can this thing be? I think those sets can be pretty big. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, they're the size of airport hangars. If you just turn the whole thing inside into a big woods, I guess. Yes, you can imagine that that would be, you know, kind of confusing if you weren't familiar with it. Yeah. Well, she looks up, though, and sees, like, a dead guy hanging from the ropes above up in the rafters. And she screams, like, really loud. Well, then right back, though, they, they show us the director and the uh, producer of the film. And he's like, now that's what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> he was giving her notes on how to scream better earlier. And now she did a really good scream. Yes. So it was pretty funny. Yes, it was. She did one hell of a horror movie scream. It was very believable this time. And so the other one where she was like, ah. <laughs> yes, and now it's your turn. So uh, back at the Hollywood lot, uh, Sam and Dean, uh, they're like taking a tour and uh, just riding around in those little trams. The tour guide calls out, uh, calls out where Gilmore Girls was filmed. Yes, she said on to right at Stars Hollow where the show of Gilmore Girls is filmed. And if we're lucky, we'll be able to see one of the actors. And at this point, Sam looks very sheepish and yeah. gets off the tram. And in case you don't know, uh, Jared Padalecki plays Sam, played Dean Forrester, who was Rory Gilmore's first boyfriend on Gilmore Girls. Yes, and now you know why I always get their names screwed up. But he, he's played Sam Winchester a lot longer than he played Dean on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, right. your first, you know, where you learned it first is what sticks. That's <laughs> what imprinted on me. <laughs> imprinted. Okay. They say that, hey, we're in L.A. Uh, Sam's like, we're here to work. And Dean's like, nah, I want a vacation. And uh, Sam's like, what are you talking about? This weather is practically Canadian. <laughs> Which is dumb because I'm sure they're filming this in Canada. They are. That's that was what the joke was because they do film this in Vancouver, British Columbia, which yeah. is in Canada. I, they were trying to make it look like a Hollywood lot, but no, they were in Vancouver. Uh, then uh, the boys talk about how the poltergeist set was haunted. Talk about that for a little bit. Um, supposedly there was real bones used in the one of the scenes, so that's why three of the actors have died from it. I'll have to look that up. I yeah, I didn't get a get a chance to research that before we started recording, so Yeah. It'd be interesting to see which ones it was. Uh 
they're so I guess they're there investigating a death on the set. You know, obviously the one that we saw before the uh, opening graphic. We see inside, and hey, it's our old friend Gary Cole. He uh, seems to be the producer of this production, uh, giving some notes to the director. Um, if you don't know Gary Cole, he plays Lumberg on Office Space. He is awesome. And he also played Mike Brady in the remake Brady Bunch movies. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. I, and so I, he's just like a typical annoying executive producer giving <laughs> the director dumb notes about his prod, you know, about the movie. Um, uh, Gary Cole, then he calls over Dean and asks for a smoothie. And at first Dean's confused, but like, Hey, you're a PA, right? And like, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and Sam's like, yeah, he's a PA. We'll go get you some smoothies. So they take off. Uh, next we see then Dean is walking with like a tray of smoothies, uh, just kind of being nosy, handing them out. He sets them down, goes up some stairs, up into the rafters, starts looking around. The filming of the movie starts again, and Dean's got his EMF meter out, but nothing. There's nothing up there. Yes, he climbed up to where um, the actress found the body, or the body was found by the actress, and um, no EMF, anything like that. Filming broke up because all the actors started cracking up laughing during a scene, so it was cut, so they were going to take a break. Sam and Dean get back together and trade some notes. Dean's phone... Uh, nothing um, where the uh, dead crew guy was. And uh, Sam says that four people have died in the past 80 years. Two of them suicides, two of them accidents. That's the information he's drummed up. Dean uh, runs into the star of the movie and compliments her. And she's kind of like sitting alone. And he just like strikes up a conversation. First, he's like a dorky fanboy with her. And then he's like, so, you found the dead guy, huh? <laughs> what was that like? Yeah, he segues into that pretty quickly. And she's just, like, very open with his info, too. I can only imagine if this happened in real life, like, how quick security would be there. Exactly. There's no way a nobody <laughs> would be, you know, be able to walk up to him and just start talking with the star Especially of the movie. Especially about this death that star wouldn't want to talk about. But she's like, oh, yeah, blood running out of his eyes and his mouth and i think i saw a shape i don't know uh i you know i remember him and but it was peculiar because nobody else remembered this film crew but she did so the boys go and uh, visit this guy's house well come to find well, out he's alive and well it was just an actor that faked a death okay before we go to that though the reason she remembered him is because between shots she takes polaroids of the crew Right. And so she had a photo of herself with this man. And it seems to me like Dean recognized him because he goes, son of a bitch. And yes, then the next scene, you see Sam and Dean. And I put find the dead. I put in parentheses guy and he's alive and well. And as Dan said, he was just an actor hired to fake a death because they wanted a, the publicity for the movie. Yeah. And the fact that she had a Polaroid and nobody, but nobody remembered is what tipped him off as to the oddness. Like, huh, how does she the only one with a record of this dude? Yes, you're right. So obviously, yeah, he was an actor. He just came there one day. So, uh, but he's alive. So what she's looked up and saw wasn't even 
had nothing to do with nothing so far. So far, we don't even have a crime. No, we don't have. Well, we don't have any supernatural anything. No, no ghosts. No real death. No nothing. Um, but Sam, our dean, did ask him. You know, well, she thought she saw a shape, and how did you guys do that? And he said, "Oh, that was just a projection, to to make it look like there was really a ghost there to give it that kind of like the air of mystery or something like that." Yeah. So, but, but you're right. There is no actual real ghost. It's just. Because it's weird. Why'd they go back to the film set then? You figured they would have just like gone on to Disneyland. Like this is <laughs> the end of it. You would think so because at the, you're right. At this point, there's nothing supernatural going on. They would just go, oh, what a bunch of idiots. Going, you know, they'd go to Pink's Hot Dogs, <laughs> <laughs> grab a couple, you know, a couple whatever burgers, and uh, be on their way. Man, they'd be visiting L.A. This is so weird. That they go back to the set. <laughs> they go back to work at jobs they don't even have. <laughs> back at the set, they're filming again. Uh, Gary Cole is bugging the uh, director of the movie, asking about the rules. Uh, his, his notes are like, how do they hear the incantations? They're in hell, right? We're talking up here. How do they, how do they hear us? Um, and then we, Gary Cole then sees a girl like standing off to the corner and she's all in pale white. He goes over and is like, Hmm, has Mick G seen this makeup yet? And then at that point I'm like, wait, Mick G, we've talked about that guy. He's the producer, director of Supernatural. He's a, which is he? He's an ex executive producer of Supernatural. Okay. But they did have an actor playing Mick G. That was his character's name. So, the executive producer of Supernatural, whose name is really weird, Mick G, all one word, has a character in an episode playing the director, <laughs> Mick G. It's like, wow, what kind of ego stroking is this? Well, look at Bobby Singer. Yeah, they all put their own names and everything. Because Robert Singer is one of the producers and directs, he's one of the people in charge of the show, and they named the character Bobby Singer after him. Well, Gary Cole doesn't think that her makeup's going to fly. And uh, she's like, you know, you better, uh, I, don't, I don't think this is going to work. You need more color or something like that. At this point, then, she takes off her top and walks up the stairs up into the rafters we go back and we're seeing the film uh the scene being filmed in the movie that they're filming and someone drops through the ceiling <laughs> like while they're filming it someone drops through the ceiling on a noose and is spinning around all of the actors freak out and it ends up to be gary cole hanging so it wasn't part of the movie no now we have a real death kind of suspicious something to investigate finally that's true. Uh, that happened, and Sam and Dean weren't there, were they? So, yep, you're right. Maybe Sam and Dean were at Pink's at this point. <laughs> they went and visited uh, the, the Chinese theater. La Brea Tar Pits. Oh, yeah. Well, tar Pits are fun. Maybe they... Well, I mean, this is the WB Lot Tours, and now they're going to go to the Universal Tours, maybe? <laughs> 
There are lots of things. Berry farm. Oh, (laughs) especially this time of year, not scary farm. There are lots of things to do in. in There's tons of things to do in. L.A. Hollywood, that area. Yeah. Well, good for them. I hope they enjoyed the day. Uh, so we go to commercial, we come back from commercial and they're filming again, uh, this movie. And I'm thinking like, man, the executive producer just died. Would this really be going on? And right as I'm thinking that then two producers in the show lean in on each other. And then they ask the same question. They're like, uh, the guy just killed him, (laughs) died. this fine? Like, ah, we had a moment of silence this morning. <laughs> we had a moment of silence. <laughs> it's like, wow. I think that's just a joke on whole, how cold-hearted Hollywood is. Yes. And the actor playing that role that said that is Don Stark. And if you're a friend of that 70s show, he played uh, Donna's father, Mr. Pinciotti, in, in uh, that 70s show. Yeah, I'm going to be calling him Bob Pinciotti here now later. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Uh, the actress in the movie asks for a cut. Um, she's just like upset about the fact that they're filming again when the guy just hung himself. Uh, but she goes and asks, Hey, why are ghosts afraid of salt? What's the deal with salt and ghosts? (laughs) Are they afraid of anything else? And so there's just a background conversation about that. Sam and Dean meet up and exchange some notes. Uh, Dean is really getting into a, being a PA at this point. He's uh, on. He's got a headset now, and he's talking back and forth with other <laughs> PAs and crew members. And he's got a smile on his face. Like he really looks like he's having fun. Yes, I wrote in my notes. Dean is really getting into the role of being a PA. Yep. <laughs> Dean, uh, though, found some EVP on a tape. And uh, says that his EMF meter has been going wild all over the place. So they go into a trailer. I don't know. They keep going into this. I don't know whose trailer this is. Hard to say whose it is because they don't really mention whose it is. Yeah, it's just some empty uh, brake trailer there for a star. And they pop in a DVD and it's the dailies from yesterday. Sam spots a ghost in the background. And talks about, they briefly talk about that three men and a baby ghost. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. I, and I still haven't looked into that. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty cool. Huh. There's uh-huh. like a child standing behind um, some curtains. You wow. can see it, see him there. And then supposedly it's a cardboard cutout of a kid. But then it's like, why would there be a cardboard? It's more likely to have a real child there than a cardboard cutout of a child. That doesn't make any sense. Who's got a cardboard cutout of a child? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, I think that's what the claim is, something like that. I don't know. But it's cool, yeah. If you watch that movie, you can spot it. Well, now I'll have to watch that movie again. I haven't watched it in like 100 years. Oh, the Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were able to see the ghost on the film, and Sam mentioned something about spirit photography. I think it's kind of like the EVPs that show up on recordings and you may not be able to actually hear it yourself. I don't know how all that works. I'm not an expert. Yeah, I don't even think the people that claim that are experts really know how it works. <laughs> um, and, but then claim like Sam claims under his uh, breath, like mumbles, like I've seen her before. I don't know what that was about. 
Because then we find out that she was a star back in the day who did commit suicide by hanging herself in that stage. Aha! And so now they know who the ghost is, so they're able to hopefully find her grave, salt, and burn in case closed. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I've got down here, (laughs) Sam hands Dina paper and it explains something. That's what she (laughs) just explained. Okay, thank you. Also, at this point, Dean, he's on the headset more than ever. He's like using lingo now, like using, you know, shorthand talk between all the other PAs. Did you (laughs) notice that? Yes, I did. He he got way more and more into the role. Um, The crew wraps up for the day. Sam and Dean go into the graveyard, into a real-life graveyard. It's supposedly a, a, a real-life graveyard, except the problem is, though, it looked like a totally fake graveyard. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But, yeah, it was a real one with real dirt. It wasn't just a set. <clears throat> so they dig up a body of that person that hung themselves, salted, burned the, burned the bones, and that was that. Was that. Except we go back to the set, which looks very similar to the real life graveyard. But we go back <laughs> to the set, and Bob Pinciotti <laughs> is uh, wandering around the set on the phone having a conversation, and the lights get turned off on him. And uh, Bob asks how to get out, he's lost. Uh, he turns around and he sees a spirit with like like a big split in his head. Like he took a huge comical axe wound. A fan turns, the big uh, special effects fan turns on. And Bob gets dragged towards it and fed into it. And then we just see a big splash of guts and blood against a curtain. Yeah, that was not a cool way to die. You know, especially when he, has, he went feet first. So it's like he had to suffer some terrible pain before he actually died. You go ahead first. It's much better. Just in case anyone's out there wondering. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd rather go ahead first. That way, you're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So we come back from commercial, and they actually run a, a movie preview for the movie being filmed on the show. And it is just really silly. It's over-the-top ridiculous. It's very silly. Next day, Sam and Dean take a peek at the uh, set and discuss how it must be another ghost they're like uh we killed the last ghost what's the deal here how do we got another murder yes i think it was sam that made the comment one of them made the comment that ghosts usually don't tag team like this and they found it odd anyway that this actress had been dead for such a long time and now was finally starting to to haunt the set um so now yes they do have another ghost that's haunting the set for the first time and i can't really said he died in like the 60s or something the second ghost now do you know how sam and dean keep showing up uh at some of these places and the people there are like oh would you guys just leave us alone now imagine this first uh, sam and dean think that it was an actor and they're like oh okay enough of that they go off on vacation then they read in the paper murder all right we go back all right it's a uh, it's this lady hung herself. We'll go salt and burn the bones. We're done. They go back out on vacation. Then they read in the paper murder. Oh, <laughs> you know it's like the reverse on them. Then this time, right? 
pretty much, but it doesn't show that they actually go on vacation. It just shows them right Not back being around between when they think they solved it and the next time they're there to investigate the next one. That is true. That is true. They don't show up again until after the next death. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really think that they're probably like driving away. They turn on KTLA 5. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. And then they just big U-turn on the 405 and back they go. Mm-hmm. We're heading back, baby. <laughs> All right, where am I in my notes here? Um, yeah, another go. So Sam's in the trailer. He was watching the dailies, looking for, the, looking for more ghosts in the dailies, uh, DVDs. Um, there. Sam suggested that maybe the, these ghosts are trying to shut down the movie because it sucks, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. Uh, that sounds like something you and I would come up with. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, then Sam, though, while watching this, he realizes that the summoning ritual in the movie is actually a real ritual. <laughs> he's like, "Damn, he's good." So Sam and Dean go and talk to McGee. But hey, what's the uh, what's the deal with the writing in this thing? It seems no, pretty uh, good. No, they talked to the writer, not McGee. The oh, writer, I, that was the writer. Oh, yes, they okay. talked to the writer, not McGee. Oh, okay. Well, they learned that this guy rewrote a bunch of the original work of this guy named Walter. And did they get a copy of Walter's script? At the end, they did. Okay, because yeah, Dean went and read it. Says. Dean says it's really good. Sam read it and claims, like, yeah, that thing's like a how-to guide on how to summon demons. So they figure that the uh, ghosts are seeking revenge for Walter because this other dude changed Walter's movie. Right. Walter, he really wanted something that was accurate, true to life, which he used uh, real Enochian for the summoning ritual. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the dude that rewrote it kind of as he said you know hoarded out <laughs> like they do in hollywood yeah uh well then the the writer goes and uh they somehow walter's on the set too well he said that that was part of the deal that walter had access to the set because he did write the original screenplay oh okay so like walter can just come through for free for free craft service all day exactly well that's why dean's there too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's... No, Dean's there working. I know he is, but he's <clears throat> always shoving something in his mouth. He's always eating something. Um, so, Walter admits that, yeah, he's pissed that the movie got changed so much. And Walter starts to conjure something with Latin. And a monster pops up behind the writer. And we go to commercial at this point. This is a weird commercial cut. Uh so monster pops up behind the writer the fan then coming back from commercial the fan is on and we see the uh, ghost monster whatever you want to call it is dragging the writer into the fan just in the nick of time dean shows up back from pinks <laughs> <laughs> i should have kept coming up with different la restaurants you instead of just kept going back to the same one in and out burger <laughs> jack in the box <laughs> no it's dean Dean freshly back from Jumbo's clown room. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest name of a strip bar ever. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Dean shoots the uh, the ghost with rock salt. 
Ghost disappears. Uh, Sam then charges in and asks to Walter, like, what the hell are you doing, Walter? <laughs> and Walter's upset, like, hey, I'm mad. They changed my movie. I, you know, I, I know the real thing. I'm a big boy. <laughs> he just throws this weird little fit. Uh, and he starts to do another chant. And at this time, he brings back three ghosts. They start walking towards Sam and Dean. Uh, everyone but Walter runs away. They well, all run into the set, a house, which is a set. So it's only got three walls. Right. They, they run into the set of the cabin and they close the door and then they turn around. They see that the back is wide open because you're right. It is just a set. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty funny. Uh, at this point, uh, the writer is totally shocked. The ghosts are real. But they can't see the ghosts, and Sam figures, hey, you know, the whole EVP, if they can, if you can hear him on tape, but, but we saw him and we could see him in the video, maybe I can see him on my cell phone. So he whips out his cell phone, and sure enough, he can see the ghosts through the phone, but not in real life. Sam starts pointing out then where the ghosts are so Dean can shoot him. Sam then like, hands the phone to the writers like, hey, you, you realize what we're doing here, right? And he's like, yeah, grabs a phone. Uh, Walter then in his, so Sam catches up with Walter and Walter has a fit and breaks the talisman and Sam's like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. And Walter's all confused. And then Sam explains like, you've been holding those guys hostage, doing your dirty work. I think they're going to be pissed at you. And sure enough, like invisible ghosts attack Walter and like, I don't know, turn him into hamburger or something on the ground. Right, and they show the writer because he's holding it. He's sitting by Dean holding up the camera, and you can see the three ghosts attacking Walter in the camera, but um, it looks like nothing. He's, he's just being attacked by nothing if you don't look into the camera. Yep. <coughs> Final commercial, then, and we're back. They are filming. Uh, they're, they're back to filming this movie. But they, now they've reworked in the, these new rules of not being able to see him, only being able to see him through their <laughs> cell phones. Uh, that was kind of a thing throughout this movie is they kept learning the real rules about ghosts. It seemed to be like they kept adjusting the movie. Right. They did keep adjusting the script more they learned um, from well, Sam and Dean. Well, and because when Gary Cole asked, like, how the hell do they hear in hell? Well, then the next time we see them filming, they're like, someone on the in the movie asked like how can they hear the incantation and then someone else had to say like they have super hearing <laughs> it's like come on come on right i thought that was really dumb <laughs> so yeah they kept adjusting it to everyone nitpicking around it too uh as we uh leaving the set we see that uh, dean slept with the uh, movie star yep like sam swings by her trailer and picks him up what a dog. <laughs> well, that's Gross. Dean for you. Yeah, so Sam goes to Tara's trailer. Dean comes out after they had had sussy time. Um, and I put Sam and Dean, then walk into the sunset in parentheses, the end. It's a classic Hollywood gag of the sets move out of the way, like the backdrop slide out of the way and reveal it something else. And then. Yeah, it was just a. Uh, then it revealed something else. And then you realize, like, oh, that's just one giant painting against a massive wall. Right. They were just really walk still walking out of the studio lot. Yep. 
Well, I don't know. I, I really like this episode. I mean, I just, you know, I like Los Angeles in general, and especially the Hollywood movie lots, being that I got to work on one for a while. And got to see what real, you know, what real life was like on those things. It was fun. I did not have as much fun in L.A. because I did not get to work. <laughs> I had to work crap jobs. But anyway, um, yeah, I like this episode, too, because there were a lot of inside jokes um, with uh, Stars Hollow and, you know, Sam looking sheepish and getting off the, tr the tram right away. Um, so that was kind of fun. I just can't believe that McGee <coughs> is the name of the director on this movie. I assume that it was then played by McGee. Nope, it wasn't. It was a different different guy playing him. Very confusing. Yes. But that's Hollywood for you. It's very confusing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who's playing who. <laughs> you look like you're deep in thought. I don't have anything else on this episode. Uh, I was trying to think of what else. I mean, yeah, it was just, it was fun. It was funny. Uh, none of this had to do with the overall story arc. No. Uh, had uh, body count. I did not look on IMDb, but I'm assuming two because you had the guy that hung himself and then the guy that was drugged into a fan. Okay, and the day-night count? That, did you pay attention to? I didn't. No, and it's kind of hard to because we don't know how many days. If, they, if, if my theory of after they thought it was an actor, they went back out on their Southern California vacation, and then it... We just catch up with that. We don't know how long it was before then the next thing happened, where then someone actually died, necessarily. Mm -hmm. It could have been the same day. It could have been a week later. You're right, and because it was all filmed on set that looked dark because of the fact that it was a horror movie, it always looked like it was night. Now, that's a good point I want to bring up is a lot of times TV shows, they will have one episode that's filmed super cheap to save money to so they can put a big budget into other bigger episodes. This is that super cheap episode. Yes. 100% of this was filmed inside the place where they actually, it was just one of their lot sets that they never left. There's no exteriors, right? There's no car. No, the first episode, we didn't see the Impala and they reused a lot of the set too, because the set in the cabin scene was the same cabin set that they used in roadkill. That was Greeley's cabin. So they did reuse some of the sets from other episodes. So you're right. It was a very, very cheap episode to make. Yeah, because that's all their real stuff. Exactly. That's what the place really freaking looks like. Exactly. Exactly. Well, all they did was set the cameras back six <laughs> feet to film this thing. They and didn't put up their old, put up some old gear in front of it to make it look like a movie set. Yeah, they it's didn't have to It's pretty easy to do when you're on a movie set. <laughs> they didn't have to go on location. They didn't have to have any shots of the Impala driving around. Or yeah, anything like none that. of that work. Nope, none of it. Didn't have to pull any permits or nothing. Very, very cheapo episode, but fun nevertheless. And then even they could, <laughs> and then the funny thing is they didn't even have the nice weather to make it look like when they were outside there in Southern California, it was always gray and rainy. <laughs> Practically Canadian. <laughs> how ridiculous. Oh, how silly. Yes, well, you know, that's the thing about Supernatural. They can make fun of themselves sometimes. <sighs> that's wild. All right, what's the name of the next episode? The next episode, Season 2, Episode 19, is Folsom Prison Blues. 
Neato. I like Johnny Cash. I was going to say, yeah, that's an old Johnny Cash song, isn't it? Of course it is. When you hear the train coming, coming around the bend. <laughs> um, just a reminder, we are at coupleofidgets.com. We have a Facebook group. Oh, by the way, there is that feature on coupleofidgets.com that if you listen to an episode and you want to make a comment, just leave it there and it'll like stay with the episode. You can like, make a comment per episode now on the website. Cool. So, you know, some people don't like Facebook because they share data and all that. So I think you got you got to log into something here, but um, to leave a comment. But yeah, we got like a little moderated thing now. So that's cool. Neato. It'd be fun if uh, people start adding info onto that as well. Uh, so visit our website, and uh, we stream on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. And I don't know if you mentioned the Facebook group is Armchair Hunters. In case you're that's it for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's it. Have a good day. Bye.